goes down and the moon comes up I turn into a teenage goo audibly gagging last night i don't want to hear about this <laughs> oh. <laughs> for <a> podcast. <laughs> save that for the only fans guys <laughs> good evening welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I'm the lord of the harvest. Who's that? Some new health food bunch? Children of the night. What music they make. Hi, I'm Candy the Final Girl. Leatherface, you bitch hog. You ruined my Sonny Bono wig. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Shaun of the Dead. You coon shits. You fudge packers. You'll be the death of me. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the house that screams tonight. We are talking about the 1986 cult classic to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And we have Erica, right? You have one choice, boy. Sex or the saw. Sex as well. Nobody knows. But the saw, the saw's family. (laughs) (laughs) We have Nico El Jefe. Lick my plate, you dog dick. (laughs) (laughs) We have Crystal. Grandpa's strict liquid diet keeps him fresh as a rose. (laughs) (laughs) We have Dave German. Oh, my aching banana. (laughs) (laughs) And we have two special guests tonight. One is returning family member Mika. Incoming mail. (laughs) (laughs) and we have new guest uh tim one of those boys was so crazy he sawed his own head off going 90 miles per hour (laughs) (laughs) awesome 
Brat lads, big titties. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim, being the newest mate, is going to start off the conversation about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Oh yeah, this is uh one of my favorite. Honestly, it's in my top five of all time horror films. Uh, I absolutely love this film. It's probably spoiler my favorite in the franchise, even if it was the first one. Uh, which I think the first one's a better made film, but I enjoy this one more. So uh, I'll say that comment before continuing and getting chewed out for it. But uh, no, I I really love this film. I'll start with uh, actually the dark comedy aspect of it is one of the things I really enjoy so much about it. Um, you know, there's some moments in the first one that definitely have some dark comedy, but this one I feel like does it even better, you know, from uh, one of my favorite scenes, you know, like uh, what's the quote, you know, about the banana, the uh, the whole like saw and scene where the dude's just behind him being a, you know, like a giddy weirdo the whole time so you know grandpa, grandpa throwing the hammer and straight dumb and leather face so uh there's there's just so many funny moments in this and then uh the horror lands as well but that's definitely some of my favorite stuff about this film so yeah um i want to jump in just really quick um talking about the comedy um i think and this is just like my opinion i was saying this last night to sean is i think you know by 1986 the original texas chainsaw massacre came out in 74. By 1986, like we have this whole glut of horror films, particularly in the slasher genre, and it becomes sort of a joke of itself. At this point, we've got Quippy Freddy, we've got you know everything's kind of a joke of itself, and all of these horror movies coming out. I think Toby Hooper was smart in in cashing in on the comedy because that's really where it was at that point in horror, um, you know where we were, mm-hmm. especially in slashers. So. Yeah, definitely Evil Dead to it, toot it, if I can make that into a uh, verb somehow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and Nico, I know you got your hand up. Oh, I'm no, gonna go, go ahead. Go ahead I'm, a, I'm gonna go real quick, only because I think Candy May forgot I'm the one that chose this this season. We're you know we're doing our, our own picks. Uh, Not just and, Candy's and, dictatorship. <laughs> and I feel really bad because my last pick. Uh, didn't go over so well with the crew. Um, you should feel bad for that. <laughs> Deadly friend. For, oh, oh. For, yeah, for those for those who weren't here, I picked Wes Craven's Deadly Friend. Our cat um, is named BB from it. If BB. Um, and and yeah, it, it kind of got excoriated, and that's okay. Uh, we'll let that slide. Uh, I hope I've redeemed myself with this pick. Um, like Tim, I fucking love this movie. I wore this VHS out when I was a kid. Um, I just everything about this film, the the dark humor, uh, the gore in it. Um, Tom Savini, you know, is firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Um, just the the comedy aspect alone, you know, when you take a film like The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, it, it's a fucking masterpiece. It's a fucking classic, and it's directed. This you know, it, this wasn't handed over to to a, another director to you know uh destroy i mean this was toby hooper like he had an idea he had a vision unfortunately he couldn't give us the vision that he wanted which i'm sure we'll get into but what he did do with it like i love this fucking movie i watched the shit out of it um i mean you can't top horny leatherface <laughs> like it, it doesn't get any better than that um so yeah i love this fucking film um i just wanted to put my two cents in go ahead nico so i always bring up the infamous puerto rican theater when i lived in the bronx the the grindhouse theater where you would get double features and lo and behold i actually got to see this when it opened in the theater with night of the creeps because they both opened on the same day 
I'm so jealous. Mm. Oh my god. So I, as a kid, yeah. I got to see that it was Night of the Creeps first, and then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. So it was like a double whammy of oh of god. horror comedies. But it was just weird because remember I, I told you guys in the chat that I always equate those two movies with the songs "Set It Off" by Strafe, that hip hop song, mm-hmm. and "Rumors" by Timex Social Club because there was a block party on my block. And those two were in heavy rotation for whatever reason. That I mean, I know the the Strafe song had been out since like '84, but for some reason, those two were like I guess there was like because you know every so every so often a song will have like a resurgence, and you know because it was in the um, the Jim Belushi movie, The Principal, shortly like the year later. So it was in that too, but that, that Strafe song. But um, every time I hear those songs, I flash back to see it was a random Sunday night, like in like in August when the movies opened that we saw this and this was at a time when I was still kind of like scared of horror movies because I was a kid, but I still like, you know, secretly loved them. And I remember like Night of the Creeps kind of, kind of set the tone. I was like, all right, so this is where we're going with, with the rest of the night. And then this started <laughs> and I, cause I, I actually had seen the original as, as a kid and, um, I wasn't expecting this, and this ended up being like my my just like everybody. This is my my favorite of the series, not titled "The Texas Chainsaw Massacre," produced by Platinum Dunes. I do love the remake, yeah. two thousand three with Jessica Biel. I think is honestly like I, I give the the original yeah. props. I, I do, but that remake is like leaps and bounds. Like it's what? like top shelf remake yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean honestly it is th- there's a reason that the the remake craze started because of the texas chainsaw remake but you know for all intents and purposes of what we're talking about now this one i watched it again this because it's on hbo max or max whatever <laughs> it's called now so i was like fuck it because I, I i had the screen factory blu-ray my bitch cool. stole it i didn't get a chance to get the new 4k from vinegar syndrome which they did a phenomenal job from what i've seen so far on that but um yeah, it's it's this one's funny. It's gory as shit. It actually predates, you know, Terrifier two, mm-hmm. with with you know coming out unrated in a, in a theater, and I mean it did pretty you know pretty decent for. I mean it grossed over half the budget. So I mean it did. I mean there wasn't much marketing for this either. So it wasn't like they they took such a huge hit on on the overall budget with this, but. Like you said, Sean, horny Leatherface. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, man. <laughs> a more, a more, a more likable character and stretch with than than any one of those kids in the original. Um, plus, how the fuck did they get Dennis Hopper for this shit? <laughs> I know, yeah, he, like he just did Blue Velvet. Yeah, yeah. and like, yeah. I mean, was he contracted through MGM for this? Like, it did, like was it like a, a couple picture deal that he had it, and he just said, was like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to do these." Way to get to Super them. Mario Brothers, so right? He yeah, yeah he was he like, halfway I think to Dennis that. needed the paycheck." Well, also, really Dennis, Dennis Hopper did say that this was the worst movie he ever did, but then he did Super Mario, and he said that was the worst movie. Oh, yeah, that's already yeah. yeah. Because I think Dennis was doing, like, Scarface levels of cocaine at this period in time. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it showed. For itself, yeah. But, um... <laughs> I know, I know. He's more known for playing Otis, Firefly, and the Rob Zombie, which I don't hate those movies. I think, and, I, and I've gone on record. I'll say it again: The Devil's Rejects is Rob Zombie's masterpiece. If if such a yeah. thing were to exist, uh, if, you're, if you're if you're gonna put those 
two phrases together, a Rob Zombie and a masterpiece, it has to be the Devil's Rejects. <laughs> it would only yeah. be music. I'd agree. I'd agree I with that. Like but I mean, it's you know, I mean, he he, but in, but to be fair, he also made his version of Texas Chainsaw, and got yeah. Bill mm-hmm. Mosley in that. But I I would dare say again, I think this is probably Bill Mosley's best performance in a film. I think it's his favorite. I think he said because, it's his favorite. That's I mean, why he goes by Top Top Mosley. Done one. And like honestly, like he, you could tell like he's having so much fucking fun doing this. Fun, yeah. Like he's having a blast with this. So, and he's actually going to be up here in a couple of weeks. They're, and they're showing Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, with with um, House of a Thousand Corpses because Ew. I think it's that one. I'll double check, but it's the twentieth anniversary. But yeah. um, oh wow. I feel yeah. so old now. I know. <laughs> but no, I'm gonna stop talking because I, I I love this one. This is my my favorite of the franchise, like by far. I've actually had the the pleasure of meeting Bill Mosley. He does the chop top voice when he's signing like your autograph for this. Um got to meet Bill Johnson. He was super friendly, like one of my favorite Leatherface actors. Yeah, I actually have on my on my Texas I actually have the Texas Chainsaw 2 poster from the the Breakfast Club. <laughs> um, you know, like like that pose yeah. where Bill mostly put like my plate you dog dick on there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I'll shut up now. So, somebody else talk, but I, I love this one. Um, Dave and Crystal. Well, so uh, I I moved to Austin in 1986, and so uh, and I remember this movie being a big deal. And the, the my one memory of it is driving across that bridge. Uh, it was called the mm. Colorado River Bridge back then. It, it, apparently, it's been turned into a pedestrian bridge now because they built a bigger traffic bridge. But back then it was a, just a bridge on the road. And it's only like, I don't know, it's, it's like 200 yards long. In the movie, it looks like it's about 14 miles long. <laughs> they go down this bridge for like 25 minutes, you know, screaming. And, yeah. and, um, but the, so that's my, but I remember that that bridge was a big deal because of this movie. Be like, oh, they filmed that movie there. And, and uh, this movie seems so over the top for Texas. But let me tell you, in 86, Texas, this is kind of like what Texas was like. Oh my. Like in that exactly first, what Texas is like. In that first opening shot where you see the exterior of the um, radio station, underneath is a gun shop. As a sign, <laughs> gun shop. That, that's Texas. And, that's and, Texas. And, 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 uh, and um, Dennis Hopper with his gigantic uh, cowboy hat. Yeah, those are Texas troopers, man. That's and what it was know, like in 86. Real, real quick, um, I'm going to cut you off. But I was actually today years old when I found out that um, Tom Morgo, who plays Jason jason roy and a new beginning in part five and the, the the stunts for halloween four is michael myers and that one actually was leatherface on that scene in the bridge when he's he wearing like like playing leatherface where he's like ah. he's like he where he's wearing like nubbins over at first and then like, when he gets shot off and then yeah but like leatherface on top of the truck was actually tom morga for that oh nice which is kind of cool the scooby-doo jason <laughs> and uh and chop top i love that they try to make him out like this, like he's, so he's back from Vietnam apparently, because he makes a bunch of Nam references. Like mm-hmm. when he's, he's, I know he says uh, Nam flashback, but he also screams uh, incoming, <laughs> incoming mail a lot, which is what yeah. they would say for incoming artillery fire. They would say incoming mail. So I, I don't, I know that we've talked about Nam references a lot that they don't really resonate now like they did back in the 70s mm-hmm. and 80s. Mm-hmm. But back in the 80s, references as well. people were still pretty raw about Vietnam. And he's got on yeah. the hippie glasses and he's trying, I love when he's in the radio station, he's trying to talk like a hippie, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about, you know, what is he says, uh, in a, in a Vita Negata, yeah. he says, you know, <laughs> like, I just dug that that they were trying to like make him out to be this kind of hippie wannabe because he thought that's how he was going to get chicks. But <laughs> this movie in Austin in '86, this movie when it came out was a big deal, and uh, yeah, that's 
Yeah, I'll pass. Okay. Oh. Pass. <laughs> I get the cat. Pass. Oh, um, I thought I had seen this one, and we watched it last night, and this is a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's got credits. It's got to be. It's a movie. So last night was the first time I'd seen it. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> you know, I can appreciate the horror comedy, but really, like, different things stuck out, I guess, maybe being... Uh, reference from other movies and I just could not help but think that Grandpa looked like um, Dan Aykroyd in Nothing But Trouble as a judge. <laughs> and I yeah. was like... You were yep. saying he looked like the creep in Creep Show too, but it's because Tom Savini. Right, right. yeah. Benjamin Button. Right. And so I was like, oh, is there a penis on the end of his nose? Like, I'm trying to look and, and, and everything, but I couldn't tell. Um, there's a lot of, like... Dirt in this movie, just dirt, lots yeah. of dirt. Um, Texas. Texas, it's Texas. What's <laughs> the Texas? New York. Like they're, they're, they're just they're just dirty. Like that whole family is just dirty anyway. Yeah, yeah. and then Dave put on Leatherface after this. Yeah, we watched, oh, watched Leatherface. Bless your little heart. Yeah, bless my heart. They. You know, I've sleep. never made it through that fucking movie to this day. It was it was oh, just man. it was weirdly yeah it's a slog. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's got oh, some yeah. weird sexual stuff in it that was going on. Like, okay. Here's the funniest thing. The funniest thing is, y'all kept talking about Bill Mosley in the chat. And I said, where the fuck was Bill Mosley? The whole time. <laughs> like, I've met the man three times. I didn't even recognize him. I was like, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's like, great. That means he, he did his job then. Well, yeah, but then all I kept thinking was, damn, his teeth are messed up. That prosthetic is <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> so wait, wait, time out, Crystal. You never noticed he actually sells like the the chop top like replica plates on he his does, table. Yeah, never noticed. <laughs> it. He Absolutely. sells those. More or less, less. Tipsy Crystal can't be trusted to talk to anybody, and Tipsy <laughs> Crystal was more interested in how fucking tall are you, dude. Um, and he's jealous because I'm only five five. And Matthew Patrick Davis was also kind of accosted by that too. I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, more or less, like, how tall are you, and how are your joints as a nurse? Like, your joints doing okay? Um, you know, those things come to mind. Other than kind of looking what's on their table. I can't say anything. I I did the same thing when we saw met Tony Todd. I stood next to him. I was like. Holy no, shit. Now I yeah, literally bumped into Tony Todd and went, oh my he's a God. Big motherfucker, though. Yeah. He is. Yeah. When you shake his hand, you, you don't even see your hand anymore. <laughs> like it's gold. It's, it's yeah. gone. It's gone. It's gone. Giant yeah. hands. But that's it. For me, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All Erica, right. Mika. Yeah, Mika, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, um, well, uh, yeah. So I was a, a big fan of the first film uh, for quite a while before I got around to reading this one. And I think that whole like Breakfast Club parody cover of the VHS <laughs> kind of put me off to watching this for a while. And at first I was kind of pissed off by this movie, like just the whole tone of it and that bridge death scene. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> but now I just I love the hell out of this movie. Oh, there's BB. Hi, sweetie pie. Oh, you're so cute. Um, sorry. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I dig this movie on so many levels. I want to like get into all like the 
Carol Clover gender stuff going on, the, the whole Marxist uh, deconstruction of the economic situation. I want to get to that later, but no, I, I like this movie. It's Yeah, she writes about it beautifully. It's a ton of fun. And I, I have met Bill Mosley uh, uh, maybe three times, I think. So I got his autograph on my copy of the DVD. Yeah, very happy with this movie after I got over my initial reaction to that's, this. That's not my phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Mika. Um, I haven't seen this movie in a very, very long time, like since I was a teenager. So I watched it last night on Max just to refresh my memory and get my quotes and everything. And I guess it's a movie. <laughs> I enjoyed the dark comedy of it, which I really enjoyed because I feel like I was just laughing the entire time. I love Chop Top. He's my favorite. And I really loved the ending and like the funniness they did. They pointed out the ending of the first one. Like I really enjoyed that with the spinning around and the chainsaw on the air. Um, <laughs> That was the first time Ray had ever seen it. And Ray was like, what the F did you just make me walk? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do. I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I probably don't love it as much as some of the rest of you, but I do like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, something I, I ran into um, when I was getting ammunition for the shitty reviews is, you know, this is one of those films that, that it's got people divided. You have the ones who are like, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a masterpiece and anything else is belittling it, you know, taking away from it, blah, 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 blah. And I get it. I understand. But like, this is like the evil dead and the evil dead Two, right? Yes. You, you have yes. the director who made the original. Yes. It's a masterpiece. I love it. It's probably my second favorite horror movie of all time, but he also directed the second one. He had an idea. He had a vision. He didn't get what he wanted. He had this idea. And has any, has everyone here seen motel hell? Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. So motel hell was kind of a, you know, sarcastic um, uh, telling of Texas chainsaw massacre. Right. And it was kind of like poking fun, making fun of this that, and the other. So he wanted to do like a satirical version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the same vein of Motel Hell called Beyond the Valley of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> and it was going to be this entire town of cannibals. It's a play on Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Right. Yeah. I'm a Valley and, of Dolls fan. And he had this grand vision. And of course, you know, we talk about it all the time. Writers and directors get these awesome ideas and the studio's like, nope we're not going to mm -hmm. do that so like what happened with him like you know this is a canon film and they're known for their action films right where they're missing in action cobra cobra is a fucking super, great film super superman 4 masters of the universe right right so <laughs> oh i so, love that movie so they have him come on and he does life force which i love <laughs> love it um, can't you ever did. talk about that because I get awkward because I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. Like that, I was like, what, like four when that shit? And I, 
I'll call myself out. I don't give a fuck, dude. I had a fucking like it was like Viagra. Like I had a fucking <laughs> right I had four right? like a fucking boner the entire fucking movie because you had Matilda <laughs> May walking around butt ass naked looking hot as shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. do. I do know what you mean. <laughs> um, yeah, my 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 little fucking four year old piece of dill was just like the whole yeah. fucking time. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for the only like fans. a roll of neck there, there Yes, <laughs> but but so he did he did Life Force for Canon, and then he did um, Invaders from Mars, and neither of them did fuck all at the box office, and so Canon's like, you got to do something for us. Yeah, I think he had a three picture deal, so they were like, we want a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and so he comes up with this idea. They didn't like it. He originally, I, I think he was going to produce. Um, but decided to uh, direct. May I, well, I'm guessing they afford a director, right? Right, because the budget, budget. because because I know the budget kept kind of fluctuating depending on how well Canon's other films were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, know, I mean, that, I've read, I read that. And I wonder how that works. Like one day you okay, you've got three million to make this movie, and you start doing, it. and then the next day you go, no, you got eight hundred thousand now. So like, how right. do you, how would that even work? Yeah, that would. I just, I just think it's funny. This is the same company that put out like you know, break in electric boogaloo, like missing, <laughs> like yeah. a lot of these like no, no budget, low budget movies, and they were and they were fucking pissed that he made this. Right. But we could pay for a spinning room for electric boogaloo, but we're not gonna fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I right. like electric boogaloo. No, I know. I'm just saying, but like you know, like they, they, I mean, they put out Superman four for Christ's sake, and that was terrible. That was the biggest piece of shit. Was four like that this? was a quest for peace. The quest no. for peace when he fought yeah. n- nuclear man. <laughs> yeah, so bad. Uh, Based yeah, on an idea by Christopher Reeve, by the way, he was he was the one that came up with the idea. Bless his uh, heart. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is why you don't let you know certain actors come up with their own shit. This is that that's exactly why. <laughs> nuclear man. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fucking. I mean, what's the name of that book? It's like Electric Boogaloo, right? That's the name of the documentary for for Canon. Yes, I think, right? it is. Yeah, and there's like there's two like there's two books, right? There's two coffee table books about like the history of this fucking company, and there's like a whole thing about how Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, from what it was gonna be, what it ended up being, how they were pissed, but then it ultimately ended up becoming like this huge, just like every other fucking Canon movie Frankly, was like. A huge I'm pissed movie. that they cut Joe Bob out of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so, still in the credits, and I'm like, "Give me my fucking Joe Bob." And Joe so Bob apparently, like, 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 like that that scene is like pretty fucking like gnarly from what I was reading. Like, mm-hmm. they, I mean, even Tom Savini's in that scene. Yes. Yeah. I am fucking pissed. We don't have that scene in you there. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. That's I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look it up now, and because I looked, of, because on of YouTube, I couldn't find I looked that it up. Joe Bob posted it on his Instagram, um, not that long ago, um. Fairly recently, within the last couple months, uh, he posted it, and um, I love that scene. I love it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look and see on the on the vinegar syndrome 4K if it's on there as one of the special features. No. Yeah, it is on. Um, I think it's the gore, the gore cut or the gore edition, something gore. I can't. I didn't write it down because I'm a dumbass. Um, oh, the gruesome edition. Gruesome. I, I see, yeah, fuck that up too. <laughs> I would love to see that scene. I didn't. I, I've never seen it. I'd love to I see that. Joe Bob himself posts it because, like, he was doing. Um, at that point, he was getting famous as the driving critic. So he had started, mm-hmm. you know, in the syndicated column, and then he was doing the movie channel. Um, so he's been doing that for a long time. Then he went and retired and went to books after 
um, Monster Vision went down, but now he's back doing the last drive-in. But like mm -hmm. he had like, these little scenes, and and he was really proud of that one because it was like really cool for him because he was such he's the biggest Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan in the world. He will admit that that's his favorite film of all time. So being able to be in the second one was a big fucking deal to Joe Bob. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, we don't take from Joe Bob. He's a treasure. No, I, I know. And also it's like this movie is already like kind of lengthy for a slasher film. Why not just leave his scene in? It wouldn't have. It wasn't long. The, it wasn't super long. No, it was cute, though, because you know how I feel about Joe Bob. Uh, so the, so the <laughs> um, Vinegar Syndrome 4K is completely sold out and officially out of print already. And it just came out in November. Son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was really limited. And I, I guess I missed my chance of getting it. Oh, so. well, I guess I did, too. Me, I guess, too. I guess I'll just go fuck myself on that one. <laughs> well, I say, you know, with anything uh, in horror, just give it a minute. And, uh, you know, something else will come which along. Is, which is weird because, like, the rights for that one are, like, really kind of fucked up, too. Yeah. Just look yeah. at how long and like screams, which to me, Scream did like like the definitive um, version of that Blu-ray for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. That's out of print and like going for like crazy money on yeah eBay insane money. And, and, mm -hmm. I, I mean, real money again. I had it, but <laughs> I'm really on that. There, I'm still trying to reclaim things that I lost during my first marriage. But I'm gonna jump in really quick. Um, I know we talked about this with Halloween three. Um, we know how my mother is. It's like my mother was the one who got me into horror. Like, here's Night of Living Dead, fucking watch it. Here's Zombie Dead, fucking watch it. I'm like six years old, like, okay. But then I quickly surpassed her. And when I started to explore other films, like with Halloween 3, she was just like, how dare you watch Halloween 3? You're disrespecting Halloween 1 and 2. And, you know, let's not talk about the rest of it because it's all fucking shit. Everything after that. <laughs> I don't like the Halloween movies, but I love Halloween 3. And she was like, don't watch this movie. There's no Michael Myers. I'm like, good. Good. Yeah, that's how I, I feel like about it. it. But Halloween 3 is like the tits for me. But so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because my mom was like old school, she's late, like just on the cusp of like a boomer slash Jeanette. So, uh, so she's technically a boomer, but like, she was like, you know, the seriousness of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, how dare you, you know, not Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, because it shits all over the, the scary, awesome original one. My mom's like old school. And so it was like, those kind of movies were just off limits in my house. And that made me want them more. Um, I'm like, no, you know, I don't have to just like what you like. So she was just anything that disrespected, like, you know, we talked about that with also Freddy's Revenge, Nightmare on Street Part 2. First one's great, but two is a piece of shit, and she still stands by that. That's my mom. And I'm I like, you gotta open your phone. I mean, I love to. But a lot of people, I mean, I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, as much as I love, you know, the, the Friday the 13th franchise, I mean, I know hot take with candy for me, but I mean, aside from like really like hmm. New Nightmare, and, and Freddy's dead for the most part. I mean, I the Nightmare Freddy. franchise, the first five are like pretty fucking like on point, and pretty, pretty flawless for the most point, you know, especially and I love one, three, and, one, three, and, and I four, love really. Nightmare and I don't care. Freddy's dead, I mean, has it gets, you know, it's entertaining. It's just, Ooh. it was, this is too, way too influenced by fucking Twin Peaks. At well, the you time. know, it's, it's just, gonna but it's bad. Yeah. It's on our list, so it's oh, I can't wait. <laughs> can't <laughs> wait for that one. <laughs> gonna do some for me sometimes. Uh, so that one's for me. But, um, so Tim, I know you might, everybody's first time on the show, they're a little overwhelmed because we all talk every day and we get really superfluous. So please jump in. Let me give you a space to jump in. Oh, no. Uh, I do want to uh, 
just to add back real quick while we're not too far away from it, the vinegar vinegar syndrome thing is I will say they had the same issue with Rad and Tammy and the T-Rex when those first dropped and like where they were just off the internet for a while. And finally, they've just like now you can find them at cons and stuff like on the regular. So hopefully that's the same situation with, uh, you know, this one. But you never know, you know, with Texas Chainsaw 2 having such, like you said, weird uh, rights things. It might not be the same way where they can keep printing it like that. But uh, no, but I mean, uh, I'm, going, I'm going to Monster Mania in August. So hopefully because there's like there's like three different yeah. like vendors over there that one that that sell these things so i'm hoping i can like kind of kind of catch it there oh yeah and that's usually when i do my vinegar syndrome shopping is at cons because like that's where you get like uh you pretty much get it without shipping as well but then they also do pretty much like uh, a flat rate of like 20 bucks of blu-ray where most of the time they're like 35 dollars before any sales and stuff like that so yeah, we pick uh, up stuff from those randomly yeah oh yeah I think the last thing I picked up from was like Drop Dead Fred and a couple of random stuff, uh, like Raw Force and shit like that. I but. found a bootleg copy of Kiss Me the Phantom because my VHS no longer exists. I love Kiss Me the Phantom of the Park, and there's a bootleg copy, and I'm like, yoink, because Kiss is like, we're so embarrassed with this. We're never releasing it on DVD. <laughs> and, like, and for good reason. <laughs> no, no, I love that, and I know it's bad, and I don't care. Um, I had to have it, and um, some bootleg copies of some mystery science theater that they won't release that i'm like yoink i need that on dvd i only had it on vhs so i and i no longer have a vhs player so i'm trying to i, I like to watch things on repeat at night so it's like if i want to watch kiss me the fan i put it on and i put it on repeat and he wants to strangle me and mm-hmm. it's fair it's fair okay no but and then just to comment on the film i do want to say that the set pieces like we talked about the budget but the set pieces are crazy in this the radio station looks amazing and then just their the whole underground tunnel system like when uh lefty first gets under there and they're like he's like holding a like there's like a random statue of a hand holding a fucking dagger i love that i was like this is batman's cave like with all the fucking villains like artifacts i want, I want that in my fucking lawn man like right. <laughs> the neighbors I, would love that see and, and i remember and this is this it takes me back to to when I was a kid when we we watched it the other night it it takes me back to when I was a kid because you know like like when you're a kid and you watch films you know like I put myself in the film like I like try to experience like what would it be like if I was in a situation like this like hmm. the easiest one for me as a kid would like something like home alone right like having a house and setting all those traps and like how much fun that would be this that, and the other <laughs> But like I remember when I, when I was a kid and I watched this and like that whole underground area with all the Christmas lights and all that and I was like I want to <laughs> fucking find something like this like I want to <laughs> stumble on something like this and fucking explore human bones and entrails and all hey like you the know Goonies almost <laughs> right yeah I was I was into some weird shit but my my favorite thing about all that is that he finds Franklin and you don't have to fucking hear him talk. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, oh, Franklin, you annoying son of a bitch. I miss you. Sally. <laughs> I'm on, yeah. in the first movie, on, I'm just like, please kill Franklin. <laughs> and as a disabled person myself, I'm like, man, I really don't want to pick on him, but like, fuck, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> so, um, did you guys read about the um, intended? subplot or backstory where lefty is actually stretch's father yeah right yeah yeah but then that that whole thing was cut and it really wasn't necessary it's like i yeah having seen this i i never would have assumed he was her father it's like oh he's just kind of paternalistic toward all women is kind of what i would have thought yeah not because of so crazy about what happened to his niece and nephew like but what's what's funny with that he's he's if you really add it up, he's barely in the fucking movie. Actually, Leatherface is actually in the movie more. 
Yeah. As a, as a character, then Dennis Hopper is total in this he's fucking movie. He's not really game. developed. And then when we do see him, he's kind of like when he's saying, bring in the sheaves. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. He's going to let her die. Lord too. Shit. Harvest. Yeah, yeah, Lord of the Harvest. What's that? Dennis some new health food bunch? Place. Some health food group. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, I, and I love, I love that he's all about that fucking chili. That's like his pride. <laughs> like he loves it so much. Like when he's getting like the fucking the, the fucking trophy. Like his his like coat is like getting dipped. Into oh the yeah, fucking, and it's like completely like just stained. Stained. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he he's was so a, he was a he treasure. Was, he was even more mad. Like he was actually more more pissed that that his spot got blown up about that because of his chili than yeah. than actually yeah. thought about doing a crime. Like when yeah. he pulls off that wad of money. Um, yeah. Jim Cito, like, this was his last movie. And mm-hmm. I was just so happy because it didn't seem like he aged too much between 1974 and 1986. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he was able to just really jump back into that character. And and he was such an enjoyable character in both films, really. And, and it looks like he's having a ball. That, yeah. yeah, and the dark mm-hmm. comedy that that Toby Hooper references that he thinks that most people miss is in the original film. It's all from the cook. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. it's all from his character, you know, because he's like, oh, you know, don't cry too much. And he's like poking her when she's in that bag yeah. and, and, and he's just kind of laughing about it. It's like, you know, it's pretty funny, actually. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they made him one of the one of the playable characters in the upcoming video game as part of the Sawyer family. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. So oh. I know I think it's it's Leatherface, the hitchhiker, the cook. And then they added a couple of new Sawyer family members specifically for the game. Like I know Damien Maffei, who wants to do our horror pop show at some point, mm-hmm. um, is playing pretty, pretty Johnny Boy um Sawyer. And um he actually released a clip of like what some of the gameplay is gonna look. It actually looks pretty <gasps> fucking cool. I, yeah, I think I saw that video. Yeah. yeah. Where like he's like he like tracks, like like he tracks like the footprints and like mm-hmm. tracks like the one victim in the actual like hiding in the, the trunk of the car. And I was like, I gotta get a fucking PlayStation 5 just for this. Like this. It just sucks though, because I mean it's it, I mean, like the, the plot's awesome because I guess it takes place before Toby Hooper's first movie, so it's just mm. before that one. But we won't get Chop Top as a as a character because uh, of the Yeah. For this. Because he's off in Nam or, or <laughs> No, no, no. It's it's honestly because M- MGM versus whoever owns the oh. original Texas Chainsaw is why. The same reason why they had it's gun media that did the Friday the thirteenth game, the same reason why there was only certain Jasons and they right. couldn't use So you know, really quickly before I forget and then let Dave go. I'm so sorry. Um, while I'm thinking about it, I thought uh, Bill Mosley did a great job at capturing the hitchhiker's movement and manner of talking and mannerisms in general. Turns out, you know, he's a he's the twin of, mm-hmm. you know, we give him a name Nubbins. here, Nubbins, Nubbins, which is the hitchhiker in the original. And But, I mean, he nailed those mannerisms so fucking great. Mm-hmm. And then add it to it, which is really hard to do, to take a legacy character and then add your own flair and then have mm-hmm. it be so successful. Most people don't talk about the hitchhiker, but they sure as fuck talk about Chop Top, you know, as far as yeah. fans. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Dave. And just uh, quickly, I just want to say, I had the same sort of journey with this film, watching it yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Because I hadn't seen it in ages that I think Erica had. The first like 10 or 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a long 90 minutes uh-huh. or 101 <laughs> minutes. But by the end of it, this movie, it, it won me over. It just it won me over with it's just it's just entertained me, you know, um, 
And and secondly, uh, in, apparently it's federal law that any movie based in Texas, they have to show people drinking Shiner beer. <laughs> and, and I know it's a cliche, but I lived in Texas for five years, and Shiner is really good beer. <laughs> show it for a reason. Shiner Bach is, and I don't, I'm not a big beer drinker, but Shiner Bach, oh my God, it's good beer. It is kind of everywhere in Texas. I lived in Texas for two years. Um, Do you, I, are you your beer drinker? I am not a beer drinker. No, yeah, man, me neither. But somebody who was. But I'll have I'll have a bottle of Shiner anytime. Mm, 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 that's all I got. I have a Dallas Fort Worth, which is mentioned in in the film, and I'm like, I hate Dallas Fort Worth. Um, I missed part of the conversation, but um, I was audibly gagging last night. Um. Stop I don't want to hear about this. Save that for the OnlyFans, guys. Yeah, that's the OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, this movie. Okay. I could have done without LG. <laughs> like, what, Arlen? He aggravated the fuck out of me. And the southern accents in this film are fucking worse than Squirm. <laughs> It's hard to do. It is really hard to fucking do. Even more, but if I had to listen to LG Hawk another loogie, oh. I think I might have thrown up on Dave. Like every time he did that, I was like, um, and Dave. Yeah, that scene when he was skinned when he did that was pretty fucking nutty, though. Yeah, but I can't do it. I brought out my. Chewing tobacco in honor of LG, so <laughs> put a put a pinch in right now. I was, yeah, I was, yeah. Fine, I, I just can't. Uh, <laughs> wasn't kidding. No, America's fucking God. hardcore. Holy shit! Really uh, my whole conception, of Erica, just changed. <laughs> Erica has like a whole new respect for you right now. You have no idea. You're fucking hardcore. <laughs> I put one of those skull bandits in my mouth. I was almost puked. Um, I think the more that we talked about how Joe Bob had like a uh, scene in this movie that was deleted or whatever, I think Joe Bob would have probably been a better pick for LG. I think that could have. I, I, yeah, I, I could see that. that I think that could have cool. worked really well if <laughs> yeah, they would have just took out the loogie hawking. <laughs> like, Even with his face cut off, he was hawking a loogie. He was. Yeah. And, and, I, Go to the doctor and get checked out if you got to do that because obviously there's some lung cancer going on, some stomach cancer, you rotted, something's going on. I or can tolerate gross. My country relatives, mm. I do have some of those. Um, they my cousin, I'll be talking to him and he'll just do that. And I'm like, dude, you really got <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in, I'm in Pennsylvania, like a bunch of them, fucking loogies. I just watched some horror from some Pennsylvania and the accents are fucking killing me, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, suburban I, uh, Sasquatch. <laughs> oh God, that movie made me watch it. Yeah, we watched some of that. And yet we can't get fucking sticks and stones made, but there's suburban Sasquatch <laughs> and Crackoon. And fungicide. Oh, oh I gotta fun. watch Crackoon now. That sounds like something <laughs> I have. Crackoon. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I can't get my shit made. So you know, give it time, my friend. Give it time. Bitter. We're gonna we're gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Um. Boy, my brain just went empty. Um, I had something I was going to say. Oh, LG. We were talking about LG. Yeah, yeah. LG was uh, actually um, one of the, uh, um, why do I want to say staff? The the, the shooting people, uh, production. Camera. Yeah, crew. The crew. Yeah. Why, why would I want to say staff? 
he was one of the crew of the original film. So they gave him a role in um, part two. And is he great at it? No. But it's sort of carrying on that legacy of like, you know, Saw's family kind of thing. Um, you know, so they, they gave him that role. And um, he was this movie's Franklin. Yeah. He was. But, but, but he wasn't annoying. He was in a way. It wasn't as fucking annoying, but. Yeah. They really should have killed him want earlier. I hate Franklin the way I hated Franklin. Goddamn fucking Franklin. Anyway, yeah. so. He's, he's, he sure had a hard head. How many fucking incoming male hits in the head with a hammer <laughs> does oh, it take to kill somebody? And he's still alive. So, like, hardcore, I guess. But I, as Stretch, um, as, as a character, I really enjoy Carolyn um, Williams. I think she's beautiful. I think she's talented. Oh, she's fucking gorgeous. Even now, she's, she's gorgeous. like a fine well, line. I, well, like, here's she does the thing. Not okay, I know that I'm fashion police on this show. This isn't her cutest look. I don't. I'm not crazy <laughs> about it. And it's nope. very, very Texas to wear boots with tiny shorts. It's very Texas to do that. She, Candy would not shut up about that the whole I time. That scene I'm was the on. fashion police. Okay, like <laughs> I can't do like why are you wearing these boots with short shorts? But I've lived in Texas and I know that it's a real thing that happens. It is a thing. Yeah. I'm here for it. I just don't think it's her cutest look, but I know that she really, really earned this role. And um, Carol Clover does mention her um, in Men, Women, and Chainsaws, um, which was really, yeah, the Bible that Erica got me on. It's a fucking great uh, gender study in horror. But uh, Stretch is an amazing character. And I love her chainsaw dance. You know, I like that they put that reference because that's probably one of my favorite shots from the original uh, TCM, but I like that she gets to do it, and you know she emerges victorious and kind of gets almost like feral, like they are um, there at the end after everything she's been through, and then after going through all the gross stuff with Leatherface, kind of trying to chainsaw fucker. Um, <laughs> that is so yeah. The whole like phallic weapon thing in this is so over the top. Like it's like yeah, this is like peak Carol Clover type. Um, you know, examples of this, the whole slasher film thing, like things that were tropes in other films. This is like times a hundred straight there. Yeah. It's like between like the overly phallic chainsaw. That's like clearly supposed to, yeah, very much phallic in this. And then see, and, and this was, this is the argument I was making to candy. And this is why I think Leatherface is my favorite of the top four slashers, Jason, Michael, Freddie. Um, I'm not putting Ghostface in there because I fucking hate. This he doesn't count. Franchise. Fuck those movies. But um, you, Leatherface is the most realistic. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I guess the more human. Yeah, he's he childlike. Is human. Right, he's childlike. He's um, on the top, but uh, I always go with Joe Spinell and Maniac is the most. And and character. so and and you know not to bring in like you know the the toxic masculinity or anything like i totally agree the 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 sexual connotations over the top but that being said you can you can see a leather face doing this right because mm-hmm. he's he's slow mentally like slowly developed you see how he's like aggressive at killing but then like the second you know his brother or the cook like lashes out at him he he cowers and he you know he he shies away like like he's not afraid to kill others but he's afraid of being punished himself and but like could you picture like like imagine jason like stalking some teenage chick and then just stopping and dry humping a tree 
as he's, <laughs> as he's staring well, I mean, at that, that, kind of, that, that kind of was, you know, no kind of, you know, in part three with, with the Chris character and that, that scene, it was kind of, you know, alluded to is the word I was looking for. Well, so alluding maybe... to and like jamming your chainsaw into the ice between a woman's legs and like and then upper legs all the way up into her licking your lips, like, crotch contact. But I mean, at, at the same flip of the coin, she didn't help much when she's like, "Oh yeah, you're good at this. You're, you're the, the best." best. <laughs> when it comes down to it, if I have to like simulate sex on a chainsaw or die, I'm gonna simulate sex on a chainsaw. Kill me. I feel like it's the swap of like the urge to kill and the urge for sex is like he's so simple minded that it's like, <laughs> oh, he's got the urge to kill. Let me flip that for him. And like, right, he's, right. He's, yeah. Like, right. It, like in the commentary, like they were talking about with uh, like how, uh, you know, women were sexualized. She's like, fuck it. I'm going to use that to my advantage and turn mm-hmm. him into. So it's mm-hmm. like used as a weapon in a perfect way. Right. right, which which is not uncommon in real life too. That women that are in situations where you know their um, possible you know possibility of being raped or being raped that they will turn the tables. The Golden State Killer was a, a good example of that, where some of the the later female victims would actually like pretend like they enjoyed it, mm-hmm. so that so you know to to up the chances that they, he would actually right. let them live. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, like, I'm not, like, this most sexual liberal person, but, like, if I had to fuck my way out of getting killed, I would fuck my way out of getting killed. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to put yeah. a plane. Like, if right. I had to suck Freddy's burnt dick. I'm about to say, to I'm, live, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like out of, out of the four, um, he'd, he'd be the one that would kind of be like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. kind of like, like Jack Nicholson's Joker at the end of the, the Tim Burton Batman movie. When Vicky Vale starts, you know, seducing him mainly to distract him so Batman can kind of, you know, save the day. I feel like that that would be Freddy in that because he he would take the blowjob over fucking whatever else. Because I mean, he, he is a horny guy. If we're being, but honest. I mean, yeah, you, you think <laughs> well, yeah, about Freddy. My one of my fa- one of my favorite scenes with Freddy is is the one with Joey on the bed, and he's oh, the yeah, minute yeah. it's the the topless oh, nurse, yeah, yeah. and she spits the tongues out. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, it's Freddy, and it's like, whoa, oh crap! Air fuel. It's what I mean. I mean, you know, My- Michael Myers, he's gonna fucking kill you. Jason doesn't know any better; he's gonna fucking kill you. Leatherface, also, I mean, he's a little bit horny, but not like I think Freddy. <laughs> Freddy, I think out of the four, Freddy understands the concept because he has a, he has a child too. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I-, I I think I think you'd be more likely to survive Freddy just by you know giving him the old. Um, Hum, hummer right there to get the fuck out of there. I'm just saying like I'm, I'm not like that person who's who's like I'm not I can be a little like repressed sexually but like if that's what it took to save my life you bet your ass. I mean I'm saying if it came down to that or, or giving Freddie a fucking dream rim job I'm like I'm pretty sure you're gonna give the dream rim job to get the fuck out of Dodge. I think and that is- could say that most likely or like I, I'd rather die than do this or like listen as a man I'd rather I have will this 100% secret I don't tell anybody that, no, that image is in my head thank you. Well listen <laughs> as a straight man 100% comfortable if, if it came down to that I mean you know I, if I had to take a shot in the mouth and get some dream semen I mean you know, <laughs> dream uh, semen. I mean I dream understand semen. Demon from the dream I, I, demon. I, I, I mean, I, under, I, I understand. Are you going to come down for the cup. holidays? Hang out? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll get, I'll, get the, I'll get the redhead wig. But, um, 
No, I'm saying, but like, you know, I understand in, in the, in the, you know, Freddy realm, whatever happens in the dream, you, you know, I got to wake up in a mouthful of spunk and then spit it out. I mean, at least I woke up to be able to spit out said spunk. I'm saying like, <laughs> you take it with you. Yeah. I mean, it'd be so uncomfortable to have a chainsaw up to my cooch, but if it like wasn't on and he's trying to simulate sex with that, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Could you imagine hot. be like, yo, how how was it? You'd be like, it was all right. <laughs> Does that thing that thing take gas or is it mixed gas? Or <laughs> no, the good thing too, Candy, you smoke, so like you could always fake like, yeah, that was amazing. Oh, you don't even yeah. know. Oh, that was man. good stuff, man. Leatherface, you're the dude, man. I think, I think, I think, like I high five, Sean, I gotta go. Sean was gonna, <laughs> gonna throw a zinger at me, I think. So no, I'm just I'm still thinking about the whole thing with Freddie, man, like we've, <laughs> we've, talked, we've, we've talked before about like the horror porn parodies, you know, like oh, the, hills, yeah. the hills have thighs and you know, things like that. <laughs> like, like there's got to be something in the Freddie multiverse where oh, there's, there's, like, there's, there's a, there's a, there's an Emerald Street porn parody, just sure. like this one for Halloween too. And Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw. Actually, I don't want to bring, I guess I could bring it up. I mean, you know, whatever he's done, he's done. He's paying for it now. But um, Ron Jeremy's in the Texas Chainsaw, like, porn. He's he's grandpa. And <laughs> that. Oh, God, you. Kill me oh, now. No. Uh, I fucking Jeremy's hate Ron Jeremy. The hedgehog. I, I met him once at, at Chiller. Um, dude, he fucking smells, too. He is like, such a I, like, I, I, like, I don't know how he gets. Like, I, I, know, I know he gets, I mean, at the time he was getting paid to do it, but, like, I don't get it. He just. He fucking reeks, and he had like spunk all on his shirt. Like it was just like, what That's, the fuck, dude? Oh come on! He had it was a working it. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Nico, Nico <laughs> met him right off set. I was like, hey, bud, you got so, a little, uh, you got a little something right there. You got a little dream team. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, I'm gonna go throw um, up. I'll be back. <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody on Patreon, enjoy this whole fucking video with this. Yeah, about this on on video, and let's well, see everybody's so fucking reaction. Subscribe to our Patreon. Like, I yeah. just put the fucking old video up there. I don't really give a shit. Just some Talk. hashtag real liquid sex right there. All right, <laughs> talking about Freddie's burnt wiener and just brought it up to be fair, and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, just hop her hand and stretch. Um, a skeleton hand and saying, and not realizing it's a skeleton hand until way late. Like, I'm like, dude, what the cocaine is clearly <laughs> running this. He's like, he's throat. like, here, here, stretch. Let me give you this very obvious fucking skeleton hand from Spirit <laughs> Halloween. It's a yeah, decay, decay. Yeah. Immediately, <laughs> immediately after he confesses that he used her, that he he knew that they were there the whole time, and he just used her so he could follow him. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think his fucking ass. It's Dennis Hopper being Dennis Hopper in this film. I mean, he was. I mean, but again, he he did give us the Sicilian scene and true romance. Oh so. my god, <laughs> I love it. So yeah, Erica, well, we're on the topic of like weird sex stuff. So this was kind of new information to me. I had to like listen to the director's commentary uh, for this film and uh, like the chop top stuff where he's scratching his head with like the heated uh, like wire hanger. And mm -hmm. the idea that Bill Mosley was trying to convey is he deliberately was trying to zing a part of his brain that would cause orgasm or some uh -huh. kind of sexual stimulation. And that's why he would never let that wound heal or grow over is so he could keep hitting that, that area. Mm -hmm. So that, that was, I 
apparently a concept, which I never, I never assumed he was getting off on it, but that was like, that was his concept for it. Like, like, which is weird yeah. because like, it yeah, seemed like it was itchy pleasure. plus like with the whole cannibal, like he was like munching on like the yeah, little bits like, of the skin. Yeah. That's yeah. just, so. and I thought it was itchy or something, but I guess he's supposed to be um, enjoying it in a different way. <laughs> well, he does kind of do the eye roll thing when he's doing it. He kind of does a little like, yeah. like a little. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now next time Crystal goes to a con that he's going to be at, now she's going to look for the for the chop top metal. <laughs> Not even metal. They're like, what are they like? They're like plastic, but plastic, like, like metal. resin or they're, something. They're right yeah, next and to all his... going to be able to think about is somebody sucking off Freddy Krueger. <laughs> but, then, but then they're going to be next to his band seat, which by the way, they're called corn nuts, I think, or corn bugs. Oh, yeah, that's think, right. Yeah, yeah, corn yeah. Bugs, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot he has his own band. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I, I won't pick one up, but I mean, if you do, <laughs> let, let, let me know how it is. So um, I won't be doing that. So <laughs> I mean, the only reason why I even got a first Jason CD was because Army Lehman gave me one because I got two autographs from him. That he was like, "Here, I'll sign this for you too." And I was like, "All right." Oh, nice. it actually, actually ended up being a pretty decent fucking CD, believe it or not. Yeah, That's they, they cool. actually they came through here not too long ago. They're good. Um, yeah, they're they did. Good. We, we missed the show, but yeah, they they were. We always miss the ago. fucking show at the cons because we're Wait, just take take this out in case you forget him for the show. But he's actually cheap. At those meet and greets for the for the band, than he is at horror cons by like thirty hmm. by like thirty by, by, by thirty dollars. He's cheap. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So take take that out because when we get him for the show, I'm gonna be like, oh fuck you, you t- <laughs> blew my whole spot, dude. <laughs> so Erica, I know that you you might have wanted to touch more on um, you mentioned it earlier about um Carol Clover and oh yeah 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 there's like other stuff going on other than like the the crazy overt phallic weapon you know pseudo sex scene um in in her book men women and chainsaw she also talks about like kind of the personal transformation that final girls go through where they become they have to become more masculine after facing different ordeals and then they can defeat the killer well it's like uh, she's forced to wear lefty's face that is definitely adopting for being forced to adopt this masculine persona. So that was one element that like definitely went over the top, um, you know, for that whole theme. And another thing that Carol Clover talks about in, in slasher films is there are these ineffectual male rescuers, which you see in a lot of films like lefty in this case is obviously that character where, you know, like they sort of set him up like he's going to save the day. Although if you watch movies like this, you know, he's not going to, it's, it's like, she, she's going to have to win this. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's like lefty's just, um, a wing nut himself. And, uh, let's see, there's like, there were some other, but his quotes. affection for her is genuine. He has yeah. genuine affection for her. Like you get the impression um, so, he's hanging on just to tell her it's going to be okay, and you know because he hangs on with his face sliced off just long enough to tell her everything's going to be yeah, all right. I think and then he crows. Yeah, that was like well, and, and uh, yeah. So like on back on that other topic of him like spitting loogies and stuff. Apparently they had him do that, so that would be something that, assuming that viewers are dumbasses, apparently that that's like that some touchstone identifiable. That then like viewers would know. Oh, that's LG because he's like hacking up another loogie you know and, and also they gave him an arm tattoo so then you could see his arm tattoo and he's like <laughs> <laughs> and then this, oh it's lg even though he's like 
partially skinned. So that, that was supposed to be a way to like, just show viewers quickly that that's who it was. Um, there's another fun book that's not as well known as Carol Clover's book um, called Hearths of Darkness, The Family in the American Horror Film um, by Tony Williams. I think this was published in the UK. So like maybe that's why maybe it has really caught as in like a home hearth or a heart? Um, home hearth. Hearths. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it is definitely a punny title. Um, so this author says that... Uh, and, you know, lefty and right regards Stretch's feminine presence as a real threat to his masculine ideal of the lone Avenger, which is why he's like kind of rejecting or like downplaying her, her desire to help him with this case. And uh, it, it is like this, um, another example of like the comic ineptitude and failure of would-be male rescuers in the, the slasher film. But there's also that whole, like, mine is bigger than yours chainsaw fight near the end of the film, which is so much fun. Who doesn't love a chainsaw fight, though? I know. It was like, they did that really well in Mandy. That's another film which maybe was deliberately paying homage to this. Mandy was a chainsaw fight, though. Yeah. Yeah. I love Mandy. We need to record that. Because we recorded that right after my back surgery, so two years ago. Yeah, yeah, we did. And we lost that, that when our hard drive went down. We also I know it's such a bummer. That movie was oh, a tragedy. Yeah. It hey, was before so we beautiful. before we lose lose uh, sight of this, what you're when you're talking about the chainsaw fight, by far my favorite scene in this film, and especially with when it comes to special effects, um, is the scene where he gets that chainsaw through Leatherface's stomach. And then they uh, do they do the shot where Leatherface turns sideways, and you can see the chainsaw, you know, through the front and the back, and the chains going, you know, through it. It's just it's such a it's a such a great such yeah. a great scene. And I remember seeing that when I was Whoa. Oh, my my cats my cats, cats are idiots. So I'm walking through cat. He's on um, the door again. Yeah, he's all the way up on the door. Um, but but I remember seeing that that scene for the first time when I was probably nine or ten, and I it was like one of those scenes in a film that you before you understand movie magic and like how effects are made, like I'm wa- I'm watching that and I'm like they literally chainsawed somebody for this scene, like there's <laughs> no way they could have faked that. I was convinced there. Honestly, Savini is one of the ones that is consistently, when I was a kid, made me think that they actually did something in a film. The the my second favorite scene of all time is in uh, Day of the Dead when they chop uh, Miguel or is that Miguel right? They chop his arm off. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's still it looks fucking real. Yeah, and I and I've 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 learned That's I've Miguel since, though. I, I've since read and and learned how he did the did the effect, but it when I was a kid when I watched that I'm, I'm like they chopped his arm off like Just there's no it. way yeah. they could have faked that. It well, it's like so the scene easily. in in Sleepaway Camp when Mel gets the fucking arrow in his throat yeah. and it's all done yeah. in one take and he's still moving. Yeah. Well, Sabini has said that they're magic tricks. It's like doing magic tricks on yeah, stage. Slide a hand. Slide a hand. That's yeah. You know, his, his documentary is called Smoke and Mirrors. You mm-hmm. know? He calls mm-hmm. it magic tricks. So yeah. Phoenix God and yeah. practical effects. And, then, and you know what? It, it, this I don't think this film has 
his best work in it, but it has wow. some damn fine work in it. You gotta um, listen to Romero. Well, I mean, no, nothing's part. alone though. Like this kind of sets this one kind of above. Yeah. And even and a like lot the of his work got edited things. out. Right. Yeah. 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 Some of the some of the good stuff got edited out. The scene, the scene in the in the back of the truck when when the when Rick the prick shoots (laughs) shoots nubbins and the head moves and you see Leatherface. Like I remember that terrified me as a kid. Yeah, that was that's a good reveal. Yeah. I want to bring up real quick, like so you bring up like like that reveal, the scene when we meet Chop Top for the first time at the radio station, and he's kind of like taking his time, taking his time, taking his time, and then he's in front of like the where the music is in that dark room, and then he's like, Oh, so that's where the music is, and then he puts that light on, and then here comes fucking Leatherface with the chainsaw fucking roaring is like still. Yeah, Even though it's a comedy, this is one of like that's one of the biggest like jump scares in the there's film. There's a couple of good ones in Leatherface. Leatherface is bursting through the fucking wall and yeah, when she's trapped in that ones. room, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a couple good ones where he comes mm-hmm. comes ripping out. Um, yeah, he busts through the wall like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, but um, in an effort to let our guests speak more, because we we do what we usually do, I'm we sorry. do apologize. I'm sorry, I'm guys. sorry. We like this, and usually everybody's first or second. Just Mika's been here a couple times. Yeah, she's been here for a second. Yeah, they just fucking interrupt talk. us <laughs> because we get carried away. Just, um, it's a big show. So, um, Mika and Tim, I want to open up the floor to you guys because um, we're gonna have to get into the other parts of the the show that we actually do. Um, have sort of a, a routine with. Um, so I want I want you guys to talk. You can go first, Mika. I was like, you can go first. <laughs> um, no, I agree with a lot of the stuff that you guys said. Like I said, I haven't seen this in so long, so I'm really just listening to what you guys are saying. I watched it last night, but I think it was Erica that touched on earlier about how someone i don't remember who said but who said that but like we had to use our sexuality to save ourselves basically and i i like the way that this movie did that because in so many other movies i feel like the women are about to have sex with like this guy they want to and they get killed but in this instance she used her sex to get out of a situation so mm-hmm. that was something that I was like, huh, that's different. At first, I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You go, girl. You do what you need to do <laughs> to get out of that situation. <laughs> so, yeah, that was something that I think uh, Eric had brought up that I did notice. I was like, usually we're women are shown about to go do something. We're in the middle of it and we get killed. But in this one, she used it. And there, that was like the big sexual content in that movie was her like using her sexuality to get out of that situation. So that's really all I have to say, but I've just been listening and I, you guys know me, I'm usually quiet. I think the most talkative I was, was like, we were doing Jennifer's body. I couldn't shut up, but (laughs) (laughs) that was a fun one. (laughs) Hell yeah. To kind of piggyback off of what you were saying though with the about you know just the strength of stretch is like uh i know that some people were saying that like the beginning was a little weaker than the end but i enjoy the beginning because of that reason it shows her immediately being like get the fuck off the phone guys like shut up like she's not like taking shit from these like two rich kids on the phone and stuff and of course this is 86 87 so like people that have a phone you know like they obviously have some money and stuff like that so uh <laughs> especially to be on a car like while driving and whatnot but uh, so it was just uh, like I think it shows her strength from the beginning and it also like uh, goes immediately into showing like this isn't 
the same as the first Texas Chainsaw where everything's implied. They chopped a dude's face off while he's driving down the road and then you see blood squirting out. And uh, so that's another great effect by Tom Savini that you see in the film. So now I, uh, I really enjoy this film from start to finish. And I do want to um, just say that uh, what uh, he was saying about the scene where Chop Top is introduced. I, I agree. That's one of the greatest jump scares to me of all time. Probably top three. You know, there was like Exorcist 3 jump scare and stuff. And it's the same thing as the Exorcist 3. It's like you watch a film and a half or you know if you actually spend time watching the heretic i guess you could say but uh, you spend time watching a film and a half where there's not many jump scares you know what i mean where you're relying on more atmosphere and shit so when the jump scares do come if they're good they're extra good and i feel like this film does it. this is like the first jump scare in the whole first film and a half like i guess you could argue when leatherface comes out and hits you know the first victim in the first film that that's a jump scare but i mean it happens so slow that it's not really it's not really scary in that factor it's more scary like holy fuck this is what we're seeing so um no i uh i really uh enjoy that whole scene and uh even from the beginning i feel like chop top's introduction is just one of the greatest horror scenes of all time just because of how like creepy he is like we're all horror fans so we don't find it scary we're just like hell yeah we love this character but i feel like if you watch it and you're scared of horror movies that's probably got to be one of the scariest introductions of to a character because you're just yeah, like, like this guy's so uncomfortable yeah <laughs> Tim, real quick, side note, I gotta ask, where did you get that Halloween 3 print from behind you? I actually just got it at a, uh, it was one of those conventions where people were just selling, like, you know, a bunch of prints okay. and stuff, like, in that size, and they were actually doing, like, a threefer, and I was getting Tom, Ac there's Tom Atkins' signature on it, but it's kind of hard to see, so <laughs> I got that and that one, and it was buy two, get one free, and I got, I met Tom Atkins and Felissa Rose at the same con, and then I just got Tenebrae third, because I was like, I had to pick one, so I was like. Why not? You can get the mask. Right. Sure there. Yeah, the yeah, Halloween the three poster is fucking badass. Halloween three maniac. Because I, when I was on your show recently, I commented on your maniac because I'm obsessed with yep. maniac, and I was like, I have a maniac print hanging in my fucking room. But I've never gotten to meet Tom Atkins, uh, whorehound, uh, our fucking governor here in Indiana, the reddest of red states. Well, <laughs> we're not Florida, but mm. anyway, um, but it's still so. Horrorhound had started back up last year, but they wouldn't let it happen here. And that was when Tom Spaney was touring for like 40th anniversaries of shit. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get to meet him because we didn't get to have one here in Indianapolis. And I thought we were going to. So I feel like I'm never, ever going to meet Tom Atkins. And I cry about that a lot. We met him. We met him last year and he was yeah, so sweet. He is exactly how you, he's exactly how you think he is. He's a he ladies very man. Deaf. I just feel like, I mean, Ben from Fright Rex told me, like, you know, he's a ladies man. And I just think, like, you know, he needs a gander of my boobs. But, like, <laughs> not full naked boobs, but I would wear a real low cut shirt and get all of the signatures and all the nice things I could hear from him because I have granddaddy issues. Not just daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that I have a thing for really older, older men. Yeah. She does. Okay. My do. buddy got a picture taken with him with his like him and his wife, and he said that when they went in for the picture, Tom Atkins pulled his girl a little closer. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's a lady <laughs> man. I'm like, I am your Huckleberry. Please, please, Tom Atkins. Please. I have great boobs. Please come on, man. Start yeah, my boobs or something. Come on, I need that. You don't know this, but but Sean's actually like 85. That that's like a secret. <laughs> she wishes. I, I like him a lot older. John Saxon was my man, and then I never got to meet John Saxon. I can't. Uh, uh. He was a man too. 
That was what a man. What a man. Long dong Saxon over there. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Ooh, I sweat. Like, yes. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street and I'm like, no look at John Saxon. What a fine ass man he is. Well, I mean, if we're talking about I could I guess we could talk about what I just sent to you. I guess everybody Enter the Dragon. Everybody has the uh, old grandpa fetish there, apparently. <laughs> oh yeah, well that what you just sent me, yeah, fuck. Yeah, so apparently Kalise and Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray's not the old man for me. Apparently, no. apparently, even her milkshake brought Bill Murray to the yard. Wow, <laughs> I heard he's an incredible prick. So, really? yeah, not in the and not in a, a a complimentary way. Listen, as a hip hop fan, I got a question. How, do, how does Nas feel about this? Bullshit. <laughs> Nas has got to feel some stuff about that. So it's like, yeah, you you couldn't handle it until the Ghostbusters digging it out now. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Damn. That's there. brutal. Oh, um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh no. So at this juncture of the show, we these um, fucking cats. Jesus, we, oh, they're, they're everywhere. Well, cat wrestling. They're everywhere. Um, I'm not because I'm in the garage and the cats aren't allowed out here because BB would cause a ruckus. I can't imagine what he would find again to do out here, but. Oh. Call nine on one. Oh no! <laughs> it's an emergency. Um, so we have Sean Shitty's reviews, and what I try to do is I I pull you know um, our our listeners you know like on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that and see you know what fans have to say, and usually it's pretty um, counteractive towards what's going to happen afterwards. So when I reached out about. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, this is just from Twitter. Um, and some of them are pretty simple, but to the point. Um, Halloween Fanatic says it freaking rules. Um, we have our friend Larry um, at, from Real Larry. Early Podcast says it's great and weird. I wish Larry was here to explain the weirdness, but, you know, <laughs> no, he's tell us wrong. Can <laughs> you tell us in chat? Be Afraid Horror says, I love this movie. One of my favorite endings ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam says one of my favorite uh, my absolute favorite movies not just in the horror genre I'm talking of all time Dennis Hopper and Bill Mosley give absolutely killer performances it's a great movie Edwin Bankiner's dog says an absolutely perfect sequel Uber 53 says one of the best horror movies so basically all the same thing basically people love <laughs> this fucking movie they love the ending they love the characters so uh, let's hear those shitty reviews yeah, yeah, let's flip the script a little bit. Crystal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least it's not Baby Shark this time. Oh, God. We had a little fun with that one last time. <laughs> So, uh, as usual, uh, Rotten Tomato scores for Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. The critics gave it 50%, and the audience gave it 44 That's wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're, we're diving right in, um, right off the bat. Supposedly, Brent, he says, This movie is like bad improv. Everybody wants to be funny, and everyone thinks they're funny, but they all have one shtick, and they're all annoying as hell. 
You hate it with a passion, then lose the energy to hate, and somehow your hatred and annoyance return with a second wind, the likes of which would rival the greatest hurricanes and tornadoes the world has ever seen. I will never watch a Toby Hooper movie again. Wow. <laughs> that's Damn. nice. That's Coming evil. from a guy that's not even sure of his own name. Fucking. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> but I'm really fucking sure I hate this movie. Yeah. Uh, Jed Schaefer says, 100 of the worst minutes I have spent watching a movie. Abrasive, nope. obnoxious, unpleasant, unappealing, and irritating in every way imaginable. I cannot think of anything to defend in this movie, from the acting to the directing to the score to the script. Every single moment of this movie was agonizing to sit through. Fuck this movie all to hell, and welcome to my 10 worst movies of all time list. Hey, somebody stole my review for Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are they not talking about Halloween Ends or Evil Dead Riser? No, okay. I don't think so. We're talking about Freddy so. versus Jason. I and, challenge them and, to watch Hard Rock Zombies. And I, <laughs> you know what? I, I will let them have this, but my argument is when they talk about the score, you have the fucking cramps in this. And that, yeah, to the me, cramps negate all that Boingo. bullshit. Yeah. Boingo, 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 Copeland, I think. Stuart Copeland, yeah. Stuart Copeland. Copeland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Selinger says, uh, calling this tremendously bad is a kindness. It is so much worse than that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Seed Critic, uh, the movie is subconsciously trying to get you horny the whole time and then disgust you one second later. Terrible yeah. acting by majority of the cast. The grandpa character you meet towards the end looks like Johnny Knoxville's bad grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good thing. That is a good thing. That is a good thing. Uh, Raven Dane says, I don't even know what the fuck this movie was. Chop Top, <laughs> Chop Top is a sleep paralysis demon, and his head picking and eating are the only things that have ever actually grossed me out in a horror movie. He <laughs> <laughs> had me in the beginning of the horniness. <laughs> uh, Spoopy Kitty says, did I really just watch Leatherface jack off via chainsaw? Listen, somebody whoever puts spooky can has cannot have an opinion on horror movies. Go go yeah. fuck yourself, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> they continue to say, I hate this movie. I hate everything about this shit covered garbage. Well, guess what, spooky? I hate you too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um uh let's see. Uh Gus is a prince says this movie is boring basically the same storyline as the original i'm surprised it's directed by the same guy what's up with the underground lair horny leatherface question mark yeah yes all of these things yes, yes. good horny yes. leatherface every, every one of like the, i know we, we kind of like lost but every one of the slashers has some type of sexual something about whether whether it's like their their phallic symbol weapons or or you know penetration of said phallic symbol you know sharp instrument yeah they're all they're all like like psychosexual yeah, the whole concept it's of true. the final girl that's the whole Point behind the final girl. Exactly. Read Carol Clover's book. Yeah. <laughs> Go into that. It's fucking idiots. <laughs> All right. I got two more left. Um, S and S is not for me. I didn't write this. Um, I mm. have I've heard of lobotomies that were less painful. And why is why is Dennis Hopper in this brain tumor of a movie? Cocaine. Uh, <laughs> cocaine. 
Cocaine be expensive. Who has a lobotomy in the chats about it? (laughs) Right. (laughs) My lobotomy wasn't that bad last week. I might have another one. (laughs) As they're drooling in front of me, then it was a bad. And last but certainly not least, Habram fourteen says he came and he is so excited and he is in Texas and I hated every second. (laughs) He came and he is so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. <laughs> Why does yeah. that 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 kind of reeks of? Do you remember our George Colony? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. George that God, that we love so fucking that was, hard about that. Oh my that, god. That gets huh? the George Colony award. The, remember? Do you remember George when we Colony. did from it's dusk till dawn? Dusk till dawn. And the guy wrote this. The guy wrote this long review, and he was he was trying to say George Clooney, but he he said George Colony, like over and over again, over and over, and it was like totally misspelled. Like I'm guessing autocorrect just had a field day with this guy's review, and he did not proofread. Yeah, and his his review like at the end was like his review at the end was like one slash ten slash you suck. Yeah, or or awful or something. Yeah. It was it was hilarious. I could I could barely get through reading it. (laughs) I was I had tears in my eyes. It was something else. Yeah. All right, so that's me up for review. Um, I'm gonna give this nine out of ten chainsaw fights. Um, I didn't give it a ten because I'm I'm not trying to be like that person, but I guess I am. I like the first one better. Um, it's just darker. Now, this is not my mom coming out in me, I promise, because that's my nightmare. But I, I just prefer, like, um, the tone and and things like that in the first movie. But I love a good horror comedy, so I don't hate this one. I, I really enjoy it, actually. If I, But if I gave... And if you recall, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, is the one where we all agreed to give it 10. It's one of the very few that we've all agreed to give it 10, so it gets that award. So if I give the first one a 10 and I feel that way about the first one, I couldn't give this one a 10 as well. And so I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit of a critic these days, three and a half years in. Um, so 9 out of 10. But I think it's funny. Um, Chop Top steals the show. Um, and I, I really love the character of Stretch. Um, it's sort of the evolution of the final girl. Actually, I just wrote an article about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the remake in 2003. So I've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the brain. Um, pretty fresh. But this is just so funny. It is very much the Evil Dead 2 of the Texas Chainsaw movies. Um, and I love Evil Dead 2. Um, and Bruce Campbell likes it too. I can say that because yeah. he told me. All to right. Rub and it in. I'm rubbing it in. That's why I asked him. And he, he's, he said, is that what you want me to say? And I said, yes. He said, okay, then I'll say it. So there. Anyway, but it is very much the Evil Dead 2. And, you know, unfortunately, um, unlike, um, you know, the Evil Dead franchise, it, this, the rest of the movies are kind of shit. Um Leatherface that followed right after this was just really god awful, despite having awesome Ken Furry in it. I love Ken Furry, um, but but this one is just really fun, and I just think it was off my radar for a really long time um, because it was one of those ones where mom's like, "You're not watching that bullshit on my fucking TV," so I think yeah. I missed out on getting to enjoy it when I was younger more. But anyway, it's it's very fun. Dennis Hopper. Um, <laughs> I've said some things about Dennis Hopper on this show that, and I don't take any of them back. 
Um, <laughs> I don't take any of them back. Um, but he's really good at playing a psycho, I think, because he was a little bit of a psycho anyway. A little um, bit. A little bit. A little bit. And um, I think, yeah, this was definitely at a time when he was he was doing anything for a paycheck. But, like, he's great at what he does in this movie as just, like, being completely crazy. Like, I need to help her. But, you know, what I really need to do is take a chainsaw and bring this place down. And we can all die in here. And, you know, like, okay, that doesn't make sense. But that's, you're Dennis Hopper. I accept that. I accept that as what you're doing. And it's fine. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's really funny. And I really need to put it in heavier rotation. So nine out of 10 chainsaw fights. And I'm, I'm with candy on this. I get to give it nine out of 10 bitch hogs. I, uh, <laughs> I, I picked this film. I love this film. Um, I've seen this film probably 200 times in my life. Um, the reason it gets a nine out of 10, um, I will second what candy says. It's not the original. The original is a masterpiece, uh, and I definitely gave that a 10 out of 10. The second reason is because this is my second favorite horror comedy, um, the first being my favorite horror movie of all time, Return of the Living Dead. And I just, even though the, the comedy banter in this is hilarious, it is nothing compared to the buddy cop film we get with James Karen and Tom Matthews, like those, like two, this job. those two just chop it up and I love it. Um, you know, you get some clue Gulliger in there. Um, you can't go wrong with, uh, with that trio, but I mean, it's this film. I love it. Um, that the acting choices and you know, the, the, the actor selection in this is great. Um, Dennis Hopper, just fucking being Dennis Hopper. You know, mm -hmm. and just that one of my favorite scenes is that scene when he goes into the, the chainsaw store and he just lays that money down and he grabs what he wants and he walks out and he's out there just hacking at that tree. And that that old man is just like, that boy's got the devil in him. Yeah. <laughs> like just just going nuts. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. It's got some great, you know, uh, special effects and gore. Uh I thought the soundtrack wasn't too bad. There were some, some synth tracks in it that, you know, maybe I could have done without not quite tangerine dream, but um, it, it had some, you know, goo goo muck by the cramps and, and I dig on that. Um, yeah. It was, you got to see some, some rich fucking kids get smoked right off the bat. And uh, <laughs> you know, it, you, it's funny, Tim, you were talking about, you, you know, them using the, the car phone and that was like a sign of wealth in the eighties. And the mm -hmm. funny thing is the fucking cook, right. And he had a fucking car phone too. He you know, he had cash. that big old wad of cash. And that was the thing when I talked about like, you know, what I saw in the reviews about a lot of people, you know, didn't like where this went because it's, you're, you're getting a retelling of the same story. But now he's like this famous chili cook and this and the other. It's like, what the fuck you think is going to happen when you have a group of killers who have survived for twelve years and have not gotten caught? Like they're they're going to find a way to assimilate. They're going to find a way to to you know live amongst the population, and they've got to earn a living somehow. You know, and this is this is how they do it. So uh, yeah, love this movie. Nine out of ten, bitch hogs. <laughs> okay, who would like to go next? I'll go. Uh, let me go. I, I, I don't want to say, um, like I said earlier, I had the same sort of journey that I think Erica had where, like, the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, shit. 
But this movie, uh, I had seen it once, you know, ages ago, probably when I was in the Air Force in Austin. And uh, so I, I had forgotten most of it. And uh, it won me over, I got to say. Um, I, I just want to just talk, uh, Dennis Hopper. We, we, Dennis Hopper was a force of nature. I love Apocalypse Now. I love every minute of that movie. But whenever I watch it and, I, and we get to the part at the end with Dennis Hopper in it, I realize this is why I'm watching this movie, to get to the five minutes that Dennis Hopper is in this movie. He was a, just a nut. He was so um, just insane. And, and, and uh, I, I love him in Apocalypse Now. I love every minute that he's in it. Um, and he's in it for like five minutes. Cocaine. It's the cocaine. Um, so yeah, but this movie won me over. I think if you had asked me 20 minutes in or 15 minutes in, I would have given it a two. But after watching it and falling in love with it again, I got to give it an eight out of 10 uh, bottles of Shiner. I, 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 I love it. I, I need to watch it again and like pay more attention because I was ready to dismiss it. And I feel bad about that. Um, I, I, uh, the, the, the bridge kill scene at the beginning is I think that's when you realize, okay, this is going to be a little bit different. Like, when you see the half of the dude's head sliding off and his hands are doing this and the blood squirt, they okay, you know, this is not, this is not uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 like I expected it to be. This is like something different. And I'll, I'll love anything different. He did audibly groan about 10 minutes in. Like, <laughs> we have to fucking keep watching this. Yeah. And I was like, we do the podcast. Um <laughs> Uh, you finished? I'm done. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10. Where the fuck is Bill Mosley? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm blind as a bat, apparently. Um, for me, this was a movie. It was my first time through. I did, you know, have the groans with David at the begin beginning and was like, yeah, we got to watch this because podcast. But um, it did pick up. I, I do like the comedy aspect and all the jokes. Uh, however, this really does prove you can't eat at everybody's house. You <laughs> just cannot. Like, ugh. oh, my stomach turns so much in this movie. And it takes a lot. Um, yeah. The ending, you guys kept talking about the ending. And all I could think about the ending with her just slinging that chainsaw around is that it just needed flash dance over it. It just made me think <laughs> uh, flash dance. That's, that's yeah, it. It was Hollywood chainsaw hookers. Yeah, it, it, it was it was wild. Um, I enjoyed the movie that I saw. Uh, lots of bad teeth in the movie that I saw, and lots of coked up Dennis Hopper. Uh, it, you know, it's not a bad movie, but it's a movie. Uh, so for me, uh, seven out of ten. Where the fuck is Bill Mosley? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, volunteers for tribute. I'll go next. All right, Tim. Uh, so pretty much I'll give this nine out of 10 uh, niblets of head cheese from the hanger of a uh, chop top. So uh, I pretty much, uh, I absolutely love this film. Uh, I grew up in small town, North Carolina and I'm was born in 92. So I'm only like 31 and uh, I didn't find this film until way later in life. But I, uh, like I mentioned earlier, dark comedy is like one of my, is my favorite genre next to horror. And I feel like this film just did both so well. Like, so even without the nostalgic pull of like seeing it, you know, at a young age, I just fell in love with this film. And uh, I just, uh, we mentioned, you know, plenty of funny scenes, you know, Drayton is hilarious, the entire film. And I feel like that's one thing that we didn't mention <clears throat> was the fact that this is the only film that has the same family in the entire franchise. You know, of course they like, 
uh, it's the same family as far as like Sawyer's and stuff and other films and stuff. But uh, this is the only one that actually returns to the same family. You know, you know, it changes. Uh oh. Isn't Leatherface uh, and uh, Next Generation? Sorry, I'll froze up for a second. But, yeah, you froze. But uh, <laughs> second. All right, cool. Cool. Uh, but so pretty much, uh, I just I really enjoyed the fact that they brought them back and the way that they replaced Nubbins with uh, Chop Top. It's almost mm-hmm. like uh, Nubbins 2.0. So now I really love this film. The humor lands when it needs to land. The horror lands when it needs to land. Of course, like I said earlier, we're all horror fans, so we're not scared of this stuff. But uh, the Chop Top introduction scene is, I feel like, horrifying to people that are scared of this stuff. And the scene where LG is skinned, I feel like it's scary to non-horror fans as well. Um, so there's just plenty of stuff to like in this film. Dennis Hopper's great. Caroline Williams is great. Uh, I do enjoy the score, but I do agree at times it almost feels like Psycho by way of Ma- Harry Manfredini. It's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, like pretty much just ripping off a lot of what he ripped off, you know, and stuff. So, uh, but it still fits. And that's one thing. I, uh, again, it's like, they couldn't really repeat the same score from the first film. Cause it was very scoreless, you know, it was a lot of sounds and stuff. So, uh, no, I really enjoyed this one. And, um, it's, that's why it's in my top five favorite horror films of all time. Awesome. Okay. Um, who's next? I'll go next. Okay. Mika. Are they already selling fireworks? I keep hearing fireworks in some moment. Yes, yeah. they are, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm going to give this seven bowls of chili. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I do like it. Um, I, one thing you said to me that stuck with me, Candy, is when you said your mom was like, you don't watch that shit. You don't watch it because it's nothing like the original. And I'm like, the person that got me into scary movies was kind of the same way. Like, she hated uh, Freddy Part Two, but I ended up loving it. But she wouldn't let me watch it when I was younger. <laughs> like it was my mom. So think, like <laughs> watching this when I was like a teenager, and I was just like, "Ugh, this is." Uh, I enjoyed it this second time around. I really did. Um, like I said, I enjoyed the ending of it. That was one of my favorite parts. Um, I enjoyed Chop Top. I enjoyed like the head cheese nibbling. It was gross, but I was just like, "Oh, I loved his character." Um, and I love Stretch. Like, I, I loved her. So I'm going to say seven. It's fair. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um, who's next? I think I'm the last one, possibly. Um, I have to give this 9.5 out of 10 corpse muppets. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Um, I mean, I, I do think that the first film is flawless. I think I gave it 10 out of 10 when we covered it originally. Uh, but I, this one's like almost up to the same par for me. I, I just enjoy it so much. I've seen it so many times since first watching it, even though at first I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I just, I love the over the top quality, um, the, the set design of that their underground lair is just so much fun too. And uh, I, I like the, the kind of satirical uh, like twist on uh, 1980s culture and um, kind of that, that sort of like Reagan era prosperity. That's like kind of a fun, that's a fun twist for this, this cannibal family since they were so, I guess like displaced from their, their workplace in the first film and like economically downtrodden. And now they're on the top of the world. I just thought this was like a fun journey for them. Um, 
Yeah, I love all like the the, the whole final girl dynamics uh, too. I, I, Stretch is one of my favorite final girls. So yeah, I just uh, this is a movie I just love revisiting on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, it's definitely fun. And then I'll go with my last one. I guess I'm going to give this one nine and a half out of ten electric boogaloo cannon films. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, this is my my favorite of the franchise completely. I mean, I got to see it in the theater, so I guess I'm a little biased with that. Um, I mean, the only other film that that came out that has the same name as this within that franchise that, like I said earlier, is that remake, the Platinum Dunes remake. Like these, and, and I get I'm that's like night. That. It's like it's like night and day, but but goddamn it, if this isn't like Evil Dead Two, like everybody said. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is, I mean, I, I, I feel like this is actually what the original was supposed to be because I know it's like a dark comedy also, but I feel like this is the movie that he kind of wanted to make with that one and didn't get to because of budget constraints. So, you know, along come the, you know, Canon with the Globus and Goblin over there coming in with their, oh, here's some money and make, make us a sequel. Okay. Um, (coughs) So you know we get a we get a more sexualized Leatherface in this one, and plus like you know your movie's good too with the fact that like outside of all the merchandise that comes out for Texas Chainsaw, Chop Top was the first thing that really came out outside of you know Leatherface for like an action figure when NECA released that retro figure. Like I know now they have the the Hitchhiker and Nubbins like two pack from the first movie, because mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason I guess like the before and the after I guess, <laughs> um, but um. Yeah, I mean, Bill, Bill Mosley fucking steals the entire movie, really. I think that's... And The Cook, too. I mean, this is this is like one of the rare things where, like, Leatherface as, like, the villain isn't doing the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. He's actually yeah. got some help and, like, you know, those... Even Nubbins, like, like the, the Muppet puppet, whatever the fucking corpse thing is, <laughs> also adds some character... To the to the family, even though it's literally a lifeless fucking even the grandmother that we didn't even talk about that was like up at the top of the mountain, like when, when stretch when stretch has the chainsaw and like fucking chop tops going fucking ape shit. That like that that's yeah, that says a lot. Like this, this was so well done. I mean, granted, even Dennis Hopper literally let let's be honest, he was collecting a paycheck. Yes. That's, that's really all this was was probably a car payment. Or just another payment for the mortgage on the house. But hey, you know what? Yeah, or the boat or another bit of the cocaine, because cocaine is a hell of a drug. But, um, you know, all all that aside, Carolyn Williams is fucking flawless, a stretch. I mean, I don't know. There's not really a bad thing in this film. I think the the only reason I gave it the nine nine, as I get the full 10 is because that scene in the theater was cut. And I, mm-hmm. I really want to see that scene with Joe Bob mm-hmm. and Tom Savini when I guess like the family goes ape shit on a bunch of theater goers. You can mm-hmm. see parts of it um, if you go to Joe Bob's Instagram. Um, it's there. Okay. That's well, I have it on my my on regular YouTube one for other reasons, but it's on YouTube. Yeah, if you just look up like Joe Bob Briggs deleted scenes, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, you'll find it there. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's well, cute as shit. But um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, it does kind of suck though that was i was saying before okay. with the upcoming video game from gun media that none of the characters from this particular like this version of the characters especially chop top won't be playable in that's that game because i'm sure it'd be it would probably be fun as shit to be able to play as, as chop top in that because you know, know bill right? mosley would 100 come back and fucking 
voice that oh, character. Yeah. yeah, he'd do it in a heartbeat. That's his favorite role. Cool, right especially, especially because Kane Hodder is doing the mocap for, for Leatherface. For them. Yeah. And those those two are friends. So, like, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. so there's, there's no way, like, you know, he absolutely wouldn't come back. But, yeah, this is this is my, my favorite overall. It's it's this one and that 2003 remake are kind of like neck and neck for which one. Because I can, but I, I revisit those two more than any other one. I, I the watched franchise. the 2003 mm-hmm. remake like non-fucking stop in my house. Yeah, I I love both and like those are like my my two like from this franchise and the, the first one I'll watch but it's I like the beginning as well, the one that the prequel. Yeah, I mean it's I it is it's cool. It's it cool. Good. It's cool. And I know I know we're going to talk about that at some point right. both of those. Those two are actually on the docket, so I'll yeah. I'll keep on but, but <laughs> yeah, I um yeah, nine and a half out of ten electric boogaloo canon films. I mean, I fucking love this. It's definitely a good party movie to get a bunch of people over to just kind of just smoke a blunt. Smoke oh, yeah. A bomb, have, a whatever, have a few drinks. Have a few drinks and just fucking kick off. back and watch this. I mean, this is literally like I if if I could if I could do a triple feature with this, I would do it how they did it with that with Night of the Creeps. And it fucking ended with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I mean, you don't get <laughs> right. to go to go from campy no, to campier okay, to campiest. I, I, yeah, I, I would candy. be like Night of the Creeps for sure, but like, you know me and Killer Clowns. I, I but I'm just saying, oh, like, I like, love like the Killer whole, Clowns. But just like the whole campy, if if you're gonna do a whole campy, these those three from that era, because I mean they're all you know '80s mm. movies, you know. Yeah. And the Chiodo brothers were really sweet when we met them. Yeah, and this yes. year's the 35th anniversary of Killer Clowns too. So I mean, it's perfect timing to do kind of with with all. The now you got the theme song. I had great. <laughs> they're actually doing. They're doing like I just a. Made so they're doing clowns a killer laugh though. So they have been on the brain. They're they're doing a Killer yeah. Clowns like concert where like it's like a live viewing of the movie, but like the Dickies are going to be there to perform the theme song live. Oh, cool. oh nice! At some, at some screening wow. coming up, yeah. So <laughs> that video game will be out sooner or later too. Yeah, it's another one. Oh yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really got to get a PlayStation 5. <laughs> My daughter has one. We're Xbox people. Um, I used to work in video games, so I'm an Xbox person, but my daughter is a PlayStation person, so she's got one. So anything I want to play on PlayStation, I'm like, let me snatch that. Well, real, real quick, because I and I think this is, I mean, this actually ties in what we're talking about. I think that they're, they're doing like cross-platform play now with the newer gen. Yeah, they are. So, like, if you get Texas Chainsaw on your Xbox, I'd be able to play you on my on my PlayStation. I think. Right. Right. Going yeah. Forward. They Once. started with the Jason game, and it did really well. Well, Jason is no longer that that came out today. It's going to yep. be you finally put the nail on that coffin. Which yeah, they, but they it was they should, they right. It was like the acorn uh-huh. that grew a mighty oak because a lot of games came from that that were really good. I mean, the, this one, this upcoming Texas Chainsaw one, and I guess now the fact that like there's a Killer Clowns game and there's an Evil Dead game now, I guess you know. The Evil Dead game is fucking sweet. Yeah, but, I, but as much as really? as much as I hate Dead by Dead by uh, Daylight, because I really do. My hate kids that fucking like game. it. My kids like it. But but Dead by Daylight <laughs> walks so that Friday the Thirteenth can run with Texas Chainsaw, Evil Dead, and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So. Yeah. <laughs> So that, that that's that's my I mean plus the fact that you got Leatherface in a Mortal Kombat game. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Well, okay. Uh favorable reviews. I'm glad. I, I I I didn't think we'd have too many naysayers, but some people gave higher scores than I expected, so I'm really pleased. And 
this was Sean's choice, and it was definitely a redemption arc from fucking Deadly Friend. Yes. <laughs> I have been punishing him with Deadly Friend. It's for further years. for the baseball scene. Only. He insisted the movie was good. Yeah. So for his birthday a couple of years ago, I bought the Blu-ray and I was like, let's go, let's we're gonna sit down and fucking watch this. And he's like, Oh. And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I told you. So then we did it. Um Buttercats named BB, so you know, something good came out of it. Hey man, you, went, you, went, you, went, you went from a shitty friend to an awesome friend just now, just so you know, because of that alone, because of how bad Deadly Friend is. <laughs> that was such a squat, man. It's so <laughs> bad. Him, but he didn't buy it, man. Okay. So we're but, gonna but do- you know what? You know what, Sean? We'll always have Star Wars. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Our, our, our episodes one, two, and three, because the weather decided to fuck us. Um, yeah, know, we got to get back and finish up. So I apologize for that. My nuts just started to run. Um, it's allergy season, but we're going to do plugs. Um, I kind of have a, a little bit more extra that I'm going to say tonight. Um, so I write for Ghouls magazine and soon to be for other publications, but I am the featured writer of the month. And so you, it will be behind the paywall. You have to subscribe, mm-hmm. but I wrote an in-depth, um, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, review. Um, talking about the, the original and the remake because it's a re- it's remake season on at Ghouls Magazine. So you can catch any of my other articles there, but that will be coming out. Also, a retrospective of Night of the Living Dead. I'm insanely proud of these. Some of the best work that I've done in a journalistic sense. So anybody, well, I can't say this on the air, um, but I will tell you, I'll tell you guys in chat another way. But anyway, um, please uh, check out Ghouls Magazine. Also, uh, thank you for finding the House of Screams. If you would like to find us again, um, you can find us at house underscore screams on Twitter. Um, that's run by me. Uh, Candy, the final girl on Instagram also run by me. Um, we do have a link tree at slate tree slash candy, the final girl again, cause I do all the socials. Um, we have a Patreon. It's pretty cool. And if you subscribe to our Patreon, um, you get all of our episodes, the videos, and you're going to get those um, unedited. You will get those weeks before we get to them in audio because we're very backlogged because we record a lot of episodes. So you're going to get those ahead of time. Like stuff like dolls um, has been out for a minute. I put it on Patreon last week. Um, that's already out on there, but you won't hear it on audio for quite a while. So please check that out. That's It's in our link tree, but it's Patreon slash house that screams. So check us out. And also, um, I'll let Erica fill in a little bit on this one, but we have uh, Final Girl Cosmetics. We are, I'm literally cooking up some new things uh, for that. Tonight I'm wearing from the Iskanov palette. You probably can't see it great because I did like greens and the sliding's not improving it much. But I'm wearing from the Iskanov palette from Final Girl Cosmetics. Um, We are adding body care that I've literally been cooking up. I mentioned it. Killer Clown's uh, bubble bath, but there's some really fun stuff that will be hitting that very soon. That's finalgirlcosmetics.makeup. Um, and uh, what else am I missing? Whatever, whatever I'm missing, I'm sorry. Um, that's all. <laughs> well, I don't really have anything to plug because, as always, wherever you find candy, you can find me. You stole but it. He's violating the, the protective order. I did. Um, but <laughs> to, to speak on the body care that she's making, um, she did a brain damage blue bubble bath body wash and it smells like fruit loops and it's fucking amazing. And I use it like at least three times a week. Yeah. You made, you made an Elmer 
bubble bath? I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that blue Pretty color cool. and cool. it uh, smells yeah. like Fruit Loops. It's and fantastic. I also have one called Thrill Me that's kind of pineapple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of uh That makes that makes total sense because of yeah. the scene. Yeah, speaking yeah. of Night of the Creeps. Oh, and the Frankenhooker one, which is like strawberry banana. One, date one is on a date. strawberry banana. And it's a nice purple. purple. Anyway, so lots of fun stuff coming up on that. Yeah. And the, I've read the articles. They're fucking fantastic. So nice. no edits. My my editor told me I was brilliant. I was like, well, there goes my ego. <laughs> <laughs> so who would like to, to, to go um, plug anything next? Uh, Tim, your show. Let's hear about it. Okay. Uh, I do the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. Uh, pretty much usually I have musicians on from mostly the heavy music world, sometimes pop punk, alternative stuff like that, uh, to chat about their favorite horror movies. And then I have people from the horror world to break up the monotony. I got you, uh, coming on a episode very soon, Candy. Um, and then I do a monthly episode as well, which Ren, who's been on this show, uh, has, is one of my monthly co-hosts as well, where we chat about a horror topic and stuff like that. So, uh, you find that pretty much anywhere you listen to a podcast. It's only audio right now. Um, I might do something with video but i'm kind of lazy with editing so probably not but uh, <laughs> that's why we're that's why we're so backlogged because i'm lazy <laughs> yeah no i hate editing so and i do all that stuff myself so no i just uh yeah I, so i can't find the time to really do it uh the audio right uh, the video right now so i just do audio so pretty much spotify apple wherever you find it um on instagram it's horror flicks and guitar picks pod it's horror underscore guitar on twitter and then pretty much just look it up on instagram and you'll find it of course but uh and if for just some samples of people i've had on i've had uh charlie from anthrax um uh you know some guys from like bands like uh koyo like just to say some bands that are like more like uh smaller and stuff that people listen to uh, uh body snatcher uh but i've also had like lloyd kaufman on brian using and stuff like that so people from the horror world as well so yeah brian used on twice yeah uh with the second time uh was to celebrate Three years of the pod, as well as twenty years of Beyond Reanimator, because it was like right at the same exact same exact day. So I was like, "Why not?" Nice. And I went on his show. I was like, "You had Brian Uso on twice." Big <laughs> 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 Brian Uso fan. He's such yeah. a good guy too, and it's a great podcast too. It really so is. Check it out. Thank you guys. I'll Thanks to Ren for there. introducing us. Oh yeah, no shout out to Ren. He actually texted me right as we were jumping on. He was like, "Are you on tonight?" And I was like, "If I'm on." Yes, I'm on, and you should know that it's time I'm starting, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's in our group chat. Yeah. yeah, it's like horror people from everywhere. It's like it's just everyone's a- a- allowed to be in there because we're just all friends and we fuck around. So, yeah. real quick, I do want to ask since y'all are from since y'all are from Indiana, are y'all Colts fans? Hell no, we don't like sports. <laughs> no, I figured yeah. not. But I'm, I'm actually I, I live in PA, Gators but I'm a, I was a basketball person. I'm a I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh damn! Now I was yeah. gonna. I actually have a Colts tattoo. I'm a huge uh, Colts fan. Like, oh no, I'm shit! Massive Colts fan. So, yeah. Like, no, when I was like, I from Indiana, I was like, like oh. a football thing. But I was always a basketball thing. When I was in labor with my daughter, I was watching this the playoffs with the Knicks, and I was like, "Who's winning? Who's winning?" And then I'd fall asleep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I kind of once I had kids, I just couldn't keep up with sports anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't I don't watch much football anymore, but like growing up, my dad was a big football fan, but he was a big Vikings fan. <laughs> and so I somehow inherited that and they're such a shit team. And what's funny so- is like the Colts, nobody cared about them here. They were a fucking joke. 
until Peyton. like we got Peyton Manning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everybody liked the Colts. No. And it was like, you don't understand. We were like always the first pick because we were the worst fucking team. And yeah. like when it came to the draft, because they're like, well, the Colts fucking suck. They need somebody. Well, um, you know, the reason why was because of the whole Ravens thing. They were the Baltimore Baltimore Colts first, and then, right. uh, that all happened. Yeah, but they so. were such a joke here in Indy. They were a yeah. fucking joke. Oh, trust me, they're 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 still a joke in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, nah, I'm a Cowboys owner, fan, but... so I, I can't even talk shit because we're we're just as bad. So, but <laughs> okay, at least we, we at least we make the playoffs. So they got Peyton. <laughs> All right, who's up? It's, uh, okay, We're, we don't have anything to plug uh, except that you should uh, subscribe to our Patreon because if you look around, we're some good-looking people. Look at this bunch right here. I would have sex with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> the shunting is about to happen. Yeah. We all, we all know to save you guys' lives, I would take the shot of the, the dream spunk so <laughs> just let me die but if I ever came down to seducing Tom Atkins I'm your I'm your chick I got this. Oh, he was very sweet uh very deaf but very sweet uh um I feel the need to say um if you're watching Patreon you can probably find some videos of me and David playing rock band uh if you really look hard um but also anywhere you find Dave you can find me fuck you Sean Oh wow! <laughs> wow. Okay, I see how it is. All right, <laughs> you stole it. <laughs> All right, uh, Mika, let's hear about you. Uh, um, you can find me on Twitter. Oh, Mika, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I like said, they, they sound so goddamn they similar. Do. They do. I'm I thought you Mika, go ahead, La- ladies first, please. <laughs> first of all, Tim, I'm following you now. I subscribe to your podcast on Apple, so I'm gonna listen to that. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Um, you can find me at solsticevibrations.com, uh, solstice underscore vibrations underscore 1111. And also uh, solstice vibrations, I, 1111, I think on Facebook, I make uh, candles, soaps. Um, yeah, all the things. Did I say candles? Um, body scrubs, everything. And working on some stuff with Candy and Erica, so. <laughs> Actually, real, real quick, Mika, I have a question. Are you vending at any cons? No. And I really need to get in there. After mom, I did it like four or five last year. And then after my mom got sick, I kind of stopped doing events this year. But she's better now, so I need to get into some cons. I really well, do. There's um the Monster Mania in Oaks, and I don't know how, how far you are from PA. But... It's here where we are. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. But but you know what? No, there's a Monster Mania show in Oaks. They have they're looking for vendors now. Okay. So when it's is that? Over, it's um it's November eleventh. No, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. I'll get you the dates for yeah, it. Yeah, please. But it's because- it's in November, and like so far they announced a big scream reunion, and they have an American Werewolf reunion with um David Norton and Griffin Dunn because he he's coming to Indianapolis first. Yes, which is so badass. Yeah, send that to me, please. My yeah. Jennifer body butter and Buffalo Bill body butter did very well last year. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, whoever wants, we haven't done right, Erica. The, the ladies done first. You know me, yeah. I the ladies um, go first. I'll be super fast. Um, you can find me at myhorrificlife.com or on Instagram at myhorrificlife. And yes, please check out finalgirlcosmetics.makeup. Uh, we're definitely excited to launch some new products in the near future. Yes, we are. 
And so, um, wherever you can find Sean, you can find me. No, I'm kidding. Probably. And that's at OnlyFans.com. OnlyFans.com slash Sean Spunk in the mouth. No, job. you can uh, find me on Twitter at El Jefe Del Har. The boss. Um, I don't have a personal Instagram anymore for reasons that Candy knows about. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I actually have the movie Instagram going, uh, Sticks and Stones Movie 1 on Instagram, or Sticks and Stones Movie, I forget what it is because it's been a minute. But um, we're actually going to be... Um, I don't know what the hell we're doing with this anymore. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on because I've, we've been talking about it for over three fucking years. And at this point, like, I don't know. It's, I guess it's, I guess it's happening. I don't know. Pre-production. Pre-production is, is fair. We're, we're, we're planning. That's not even pre-production. We're, we're, we're planning. I don't know what the hell is going on, but you can find me on there. Um, I'll have the link tree set up. Everybody's, um, that that's on here for this as well. So, um, and if you subscribe to the Patreon, um, I'll, I'll read 50 shades of gray to you in the liquid sex voice. <laughs> Everybody or, needs that in their life. Or, or whatever type of like smutty books you, you people like, I will I will do that for you. I you actually read? used to collect uh classic erotica, so I could give you some really good titles. Well there, there you go. So listen, listen, listen to the voice. I and did I, and, I, and I got you guys. I studied <laughs> classical literature and I ended up collecting classical erotica um as like a side thing. And so I have like kind of an extensive Collection. Oh, one of my favorite things ever <laughs> is the Canterbury Tales. Uh, Canterbury Tales is like my fucking nightmare. I, I had to study it extensively. I loved it. And then uh, the Divine Comedy. Also, side note, and I'll, I'll plug Nick Cutter because I just got into his work, but the troop, holy shit. Well, the troop will be coming you, back up on the show, won't I it? I want you to read that to me in your liquid sex voice. I don't know. I mean, no, I, no, I don't know if that's going to yeah. work because that's- it's... <laughs> Just kind oh. of like a like a heads up, and this is I guess this is like not really a spoiler, but the only book to ever make my skin crawl. So let that <laughs> let that be known. You know, we're all very you know we're we're, we're Aiden, as far we as are horror. bookworms. <laughs> we're bookworms on this show. Yeah, we are bookworms. Yeah. And this yeah. this is this is the one that like really fucking like stayed with me. Like I loved it. I guess I'm spoiling it. You <laughs> can take that out later, but read no. that book. Put put that on your summer reading list this year people yeah. Yeah. Read by the beat. it is 100 percent worth it yeah. and it's it's not a new book it's been out for a bit yeah, yeah. Yep. and i yep. and i discovered it by accident so when we actually um do cover that i'll go over how the conversation i have with sean about it because he was just like oh oh yeah he was he was yeah. like a, he was like a, he was like a fucking proud papa at that moment yeah like, well <laughs> it's I, I think i'm pretty sure it's big erica i think you're the reason i read it really? in the first place i think you mentioned it a couple of years ago yeah, and... I've read it twice now because it's it's that good. Yeah. I'm reading it right now. I'm almost done, but I've been interspersing it with other books because for <laughs> reasons I will explain. <laughs> Fuck off! You don't understand me, <laughs> Dave. Man, you got to read this shit seriously. Like, you need to read this. Like, whatever you're reading, <laughs> stop and just read this. Book. Or do an audiobook version. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, the audiobook edition is great too. So no. noted. Who was it? Michael Rosenbaum, right? The guy that played Lex Luthor on the Smallville, I think. Mm-hmm. Did one of them? Was it him that did? Does the audio? Uh, I don't remember who narrates. I have to pull up my Audible app, but yeah, I, I have the Audible book and the physical copy, and the um, audio book narration is 
great. Another another quick one for you guys for your summer reading: "Chasing the Boogeyman" by Richard Chismar. Um, the hmm. the first chapter is very slow, like extremely, like excruciatingly slow. After yes. that, it's off to the fucking races. <laughs> and mm-hmm. my jaw was on the floor. Did not expect. Did you read it, Mika? Yes, it's very good. Right? It's like the good. first chapter sucks balls. The first chapter sucked. Like I had to really push myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> I almost stopped after that. But then I'm kind of glad I stuck with it. Because after that, from the second chapter on, it's off to the fucking races. And my yep. jaw was on the floor. Did not see that ending coming. And yep, you have to read. Really you have to read the author's notes after. Mm hmm. It'll make a lot of stuff will make more sense as to why Stephen King book basically. Um, he's he's friends with Stephen King, and yeah, they co wrote a book. The the Gwendy's books, the Gwendy's trilogy. They Mm -hmm. but but just read it. I promise you. Once you get past that, because like Amber's reading it now, and she's like, I'm having a really hard time with that first chapter. I'm like, I promise you. Once you get past the first chapter, you will not regret this. I've read some of those boring shit in the world. And I'm having to study literature, so like, there's it, it takes a lot for me to be like, I can't read this. So. No, but this this one, I mean, Mika, I'm glad is on. See, me and Mika, me, we we here. We're the Mika Nika connection right here. We we here because we and I are very sympathetic because we both hated that other fucking piece of shit. But <laughs> anyway. Well, children, this has been really, really fun, and yes, I'm it has. glad to say that uh, Tim will be making another appearance on the show, hopefully one of <gasps> many, and this is Mika's, I can't, I've lost count how many times, but when we, we, we love having you on the show, so it's always an open door, and um, thank you guys so much for being here. This has been really fun. Thank you for having me. Definitely. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. <laughs> right, you guys here. have thank a good so night, much. and I love you. Yeah, love you guys. Take care. Good night.